Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. A very special edition, the Gallant Few returns for season two. It's been a long, long summer, but as always, I'm back in the hot seat. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be joined by Graham Curry. Graham, how are you doing? Very well, Colin. Thanks for having me back on for the start of the new season. I think you've got a flag to unfurl. Aye, we do, we do. Uh, uh, well... Uh, instead of the, the flag, can I just wear my Calvin Bassey bucket hat? Ah, that does, that does, that does fine. I don't know if we covered this um, at the end of last season. Oh, by the way, I should say the last time we recorded a Gallant Few podcast, we were uh, we were league champions. Um, a few months later on, we're still league champions. It's um, just in, in case anyone forgot, in case anyone forgot, anyone's wondering why we're talking about flying the flag, we're still champions. Normal service resumes. It does. But um, towards the end of last season, um, I, I did buy my uh, Calvin Bassey 55 champion bucket hat. Um, I was going over to Dublin um, the week after uh, for a couple of weeks. So I thought, you know, this was in my drunken state, thinking, no, what? I want to. I want to, I don't want to wait till I'm back to wear it. I'll get it delivered. So I'm like, I'll pay the 20 pound to buy the hat, thinking it'll be whatever standard postage fee. The, the postage to Dublin was £20. I paid fucking double the price. Worth it, you look cracking my own. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. So, it's, uh, it was a long summer. I'm sure uh, everybody enjoyed the Euros, but it's just it's real, so good to have the Rangers back into it. Graham, how are you feeling about pre season and uh, the upcoming season? Uh, it's a bit of a void in it. It's the, the summer breaks. It's just you've got nothing to read about, there's no excitement going on, it's just all sort of flat. The excitement was the Euros and, you know, seeing how Kamara, Barisic, Patterson would do and it was really only Kamara that, that get, a, get a run out. Barisic was injured, Patterson get five minutes at the end of a game and, yeah, it was only really Kamara, but I thought Kamara stood out well, you know, was, um, I was rooting for him, obviously, for the tournament, thought he'd done, done, uh, he'd done quite well. Lost the midfield a few times, so it's quite a bit of sweet. See the first, um, uh, the first game you're like on yourself, Glenn Kamara. Then it's the second game and the third game you played really well. You're like fucking hold on now, don't do too well. It's similar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the same for this friendly that's coming up. You know you're about to play Real Madrid, and you're like, do we really want to show off our talent to these guys because they get snapped up? Oh, I know. Um, uh, obviously. Obviously, the all eyes are on Brighton. That's a glamour friendly. Um, Real Madrid. So I'd, ima- I'd imagine it'd be Andy Firth and goals. You know, maybe Liam Leon King will get a run out. Um, all eyes on Brighton on Saturday. I'm sure. So let's, um, you know, there's, there's hundreds to talk about. Fucking, we've seen this all fair. There's um, so much that um, has been and gone since we we last spoke. But let's um, run down the. The new signings, so there's three notable signings. Obviously, Jermaine Defoe had his uh, year extension, but we've got John Lonstrom, uh, Namde Ofoba. Um, I've been practicing that all summer, and Fashion Sakala. So I think that the marquee signing so far, um, I'm saying so far, the Schwemer, John Lonstrom, Graham, I, I, not to put us down too much, but I was really surprised we managed to get him. 
Aye, it must be the Gerard factor with this one, I think. I'm not sure how we've managed that one, but um, very good sign. A lot of people interested in him. And he's decided to come up here for a, to win another trophy. Um, yeah, I was surprised as well that we've got a, that high level of calibre of a player. As I say, I can only put it down to the Gerard factor that he's wanting to, to play for him. Um, obviously, Rangers are a big club, but that, that must have swung it as well. So... I, I'm happy to see him. Um, I think we were talking at the end of one of the last pods before the season wrapped up about Defoe. I think the majority of us were saying that we wanted him to get another extension. Um, so I think we're all glad to see that getting done as well. Uh, he's moved into a coaching role, so it's not just a player role, it's a player coach role. But from what I've read, I think he's going to still be focusing mainly on the playing side of things and he'll pick up the coaching as he goes. It's not going to be a you know, a 50%, 50% job share type thing. It's going to be majority playing and you know, easy sell into the coaching role. So I'm delighted with that. And then I don't know anything about the uh, Sakala or Offerbaugh. All I know about the fashion Sakala, he's the fucking happiest man alive to be at Rangers. All his interviews, he's so buzzing, isn't he? Um, <laughs> if he can... one in the, the trophy room. And he walks into the trophy room and he just his eyes light up. Like everybody's does with the first time you walk into the trophy room, you're just your eyes light up to see it all. But uh, he was exceptionally pleased to be there. If he can translate a fraction of that enthusiasm onto the pitch, I think he'll he'll do all right. Um, just on the form, the biggest thing with the I, I agree with you. Absolutely did want um, more more sentiment reasons. I wanted him again a, a contract extension. But I'm delighted it's a player coach role and that's almost setting the expectation that he does still have a part to play um, but it's just setting the expectation he's not going to be week in, week out, probably not going to be an option at, at the Champions League or Europa League um, depending how we get on but he does still have that role to play because I think um, you know, I, I did wonder that at the end of the last season, does he still see himself as a 30 30 games a season, uh, 40 games a season striker at a lower level, but I'm glad he's glad he signed on because it's well he, he will have a role to play in the pitch, a small role, albeit I think his experience is invaluable, um, especially for the likes of the younger players, football and Sakala coming through. It's not just it's the competition as well. You know, if you've got something like that on the training pitch, and I bet he's banging in goals left, right, and centre on the training pitch. It makes the other strikers, you know, per cup and say, if I'm known on forum, my place will get took by a very experienced striker who, a proven striker who will score goals. So um, there's many benefits to it. And I agree, I don't, I don't think he's going to play a lot of games, but I think what we can say is we know we can rely on him because whenever he did come on last season, he's scoring goals, he's popping up and scoring. Absolutely. So in terms of the... The transfer front, this is a hard question to gauge when I ask you, because we are, time of recording, 22nd of July, we're, um, we're what, nine days away from the Scottish season kicking off, but most of the major leagues um, are well into August. A lot of them, a lot of the big clubs in Europe aren't even, are just coming back to pre-season. The transfer window is always a domino effect and it works the top way down. So it's hard to gauge what, who's really come in and out over the next, what, six weeks. But at first glance, is there, is there any areas you want to be 
you want Rangers to be targeting in terms of improving on? No, not at all. I'll stick to the position I had at the end of last season where I don't think we needed MD. I think we're squad strong enough. The way we finished up, we have strengthened and Gerard did say we were going to strengthen. So I, I expect that we will bring in a couple of players still to come. Um, but even even with the squad we've got at the moment, I'd be confident to, to kick off. Um, so no, there's na- no particular area that I think we need to strengthen. Um, we're good to go. Unless we lose players, but I don't see any hint of that. I don't see any rumours of people leaving. I don't know if you've heard anything or seen anything. Which, what are you thinking? No, um, other than the well, the big obvious elephants in the room, Connor Golson entering the last year of his contract, Glenn Kamara, he's got two years left, but he had a terrific European Championships, and Alfredo Morelos. Um, I agree with you, I think, at the very least, if we lose any of them, we will replace them. Um, but if, to, to hit the same heights as last season, to win the league and do well in the Europa League, I'm comfortable with the squad. I did say at the end of last season, I'd like a wee bit more beef in the midfield. I think we launched him off of and our boy Stephen Kelly potentially being an option. Um, and it's, I, I think it's a long season. Uh, when you play with three midfielders, it's a long season. Um, there's a lot of games to be played. And I think you've seen that towards the end of last season where we had Ryan Jack out, got our field out for a while, and it was just Davis, Kamara and Aribo. So with these guys potentially being options, but Lonstrom is more than an option. He's a contender. A good point about Kelly. I think he's um, had a good couple of performances and people have took a shine to him as well, haven't they, for the, the few friendly that have already been. Um, he's one for stepping up, or do you think he's a potential loanee? Do you think he's on his way out for another season? Um, I, I, I've tried to follow him quite closely the last couple of years, and uh, when he won the Air United uh, Player of the Year two years ago, I, 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 there and then I thought he was ready for the step up to the SPFL. Mm-hmm. Um it was, I don't know, I think it was a decent move, loan move to Ross County, but it's probably not the best move that, um, you know, they they were a 4-5-1 and it was long ball football for the most most of the season, so it kind of bypassed the midfield. And they chopped their manager a couple of times, didn't they? Exactly. A couple of times, but they certainly chopped their manager once, a bit of circumstances up at Ross County, whatever, but um, that's probably had an impact as well, but yeah. Kai Kennedy was another one that I thought maybe was ready for the step up, but um, I think news today that he's off to Dunfermline um, for the season. Again, that'll be a good move for him, but yeah, probably on the same level as, as, as Kelly, maybe just a wee step ahead of him and ready for the first team, and Kai so, Kennedy's not. For, for me, Stephen Kelly, I, I do think he's ready for the first team. He's not going to start week in, week out, but he definitely has a role to play. And I think you can see the progression. Air United, then Ross County, then into the Rangers squad. With Kai Kennedy, I'm actually quite... Stu- I don't want to write it off, but I'm kind of... I'm not disappointed, but I'm quite surprised that he's remained in the Championship. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen him have a step up into the, the SPFL, because if we're talking about... that, This guy was linked with West Ham and Norwich last week. There's obviously talent there, and... Anybody seen him playing knows his talent, but she'll have to be realistic about getting in the in the Rangers squad. 
anytime soon. You you don't want to be spending any more time any more time than one season in the championship. Yeah, you'd think he's learned his lesson, haven't you? Last season he's learned how to do it. He's how to do it. Now it's time to step up, but yeah, not quite yet. <laughs> well, Rangers have put in the recall clause in January as well. So is this a case of he had six months last season? No, they had two six months, different six months spells last season. And it's another six months, see how he continues to develop with men's football, then maybe send him out elsewhere later on in the season. I, I don't really know what the plans are. Um, it's a strange one, I think we just need to wait and see. Um, in my heart of hearts, something tells me that you'll not be a Rangers player long term, just with all the speculation that's been around him with the contract talks. Um, and there's, he's never really out of the papers in terms of there's somebody looking um, in there. Um, you'd need to wonder how much of this is agent talk. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Rangers will maybe go to try and get a good six months out of him uh, well, Denfer- at Denfermline and then maybe cash in at the right price. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Inside, um, we've got Ben Williamson. Um, he's kind He's kind of went through the Stephen Kelly, Robbie McCrory route. He's on loan to Livingston, had a decent loan spell at Abroad last year. Um, kind of surprising because, no surprising, um, he's kind of went under the radar the last couple of years because there's been a lot of big names coming out of the academy, Nathan Patterson, Kai Kennedy, Robbie McCrory um, and Stephen Kelly. Ben Wilson's kind of went done his job quietly for the B team, went out done really well for Abroth and this is a big season for him I think Yeah, and he's going to a club where I think we trust what's going on over there at Livingston because we've seen a few players there so we must trust that they're going to get handled well and you know, Livy done well at the start of the season I think they fell away, you know, when that manager Martindale took over, he had a great first eight games, ten games but then they fell away and became you know, just what you expect for Livy, but um, yeah, we must have trust in that club to look after our players, and um, yeah, let's see how he gets on. But that's the step you're wanting it. You want you want them to play at that level. So just on, sorry to interrupt, Colin. Just another point that I seen. I'm going to try and shoehorn Patterson and Tavell, uh, Tav into the squad. You know, into the same team. In which case, does that push? Tav into the midfield, you know, to see become a midfield player, and then that's another enforcement in the midfield, if you like, that we we, we need. No, uh, I'm I'm going to sound like a bit of a hypocrite here, because um, I've always I've always hated the fact of shoehorning players in, um, regardless of their position, and I criticised Steve Clark for many many a time, um, like I, I think Tierney's Tierney, Tierney's developed into our left sided centre half, but at first it's play Robertson or Tierney, don't play Tierney right back and it really annoyed me. And I've always been like, uh, you play your best players in the best positions. Mm-hmm. Having said that, it sounds like an absolute hypocrite. I can, I can see the, I could see Tavnir potentially growing into a midfield role. Um, no, no against um, your, your portal away in the Europa League or whatever. Yeah. But maybe at home to a St Mirren um, in the league, where you've got to dominate the ball, you need to be diving for deep. I could see him potentially doing a job in there. So is that, talking about the length, the amount of games that um, the players are going to play, is that another option for the midfield? Um, 
I don't think it's a reasonable option again. So I'll always go into that old cliche. Do you start him there away to Parkhead? Probably not, but is it an option you can use throughout the season? What's your thoughts on it? Uh, it's just, it makes me think that we've got so many midfielders though, but how do you, you so you want, to, you want Patterson to develop, he's only going to develop by getting games, he's not going to shift Tav out a right back unless Tav moves to another position, so, but if you're going to shift Tav into midfield, you're then having to drop one of six cracking midfielders that we've got, so, yeah, it's a bit of a conundrum. I don't know how I don't know how it's going to work out. Do you know if Tav can play in centre mid? I don't know how good he is at all. You know, I'm sure he'll do a job. He's fast, can pass a ball, but is his strength getting down the line? That's that seems to be his his strength in his game is getting down the wing and crossing balls in. But maybe he just needs to develop that, and maybe he can uh, become a Sort of box to box midfielder that we that we might need. Plenty of energy. Looking at it for another angle, maybe we do need to rotate the squad a wee bit more. And I'm not a fan of you know that's every second week you're rotating the key positions. But if you look at last season, we were so relying on Connor Goldson. Um, up until Tavo Angel, we were so relying on him. They were never dropped. In midfield, um, towards the end of the last season, as I mentioned earlier, you know, with Steve, Steve Davis, Glenn Kamara, and Joe Aribo for the most part, is it a case that if we're aiming to play at a higher level, if we're aiming to play at Champions League, we're aiming to do better in the domestic trophies, do we need to potentially rotate a wee bit more? Um, because it's go to Connor Golson, for example, he played every minute, every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be realistic to expect him to do that two seasons in the trot. It, it's no feasible, I don't think. No, no, it's, it's certainly a, a dilemma that the, the manager's got to sort out in it. But great dilemma to have to have two great players like that to try and to try and fit in. On Connor Golson, um, we kind of glanced over it earlier. What's your thoughts on the whole? He's got one year left in his in his contract. Do we need to cash in or just hold tight or what? No, I think hold tight. The defence is doing well, so if we have to lose maybe a player a season like this, then maybe that's okay. You know, as long as it's not, we don't become a, it doesn't become a habit. Um, He's such a crucial part of the defence that I think it's worth holding on, trying to get him signed up, you know, for the rest, for another two seasons, another three-year contract, if we can. Um, but and then even maybe see how we are in January. You know how, how are we getting on by January? Could we possibly sell him then? Obviously, we wouldn't get much money for him. And he could potentially leave in a free or a, a Bosman six month down the line. But yeah, I know we don't like to do. It. I know it's not the, the sort of business model or whatever. But for a purely football thing, I would be keeping him um, regardless and just. Um, if he's happy to stay, you know, if it suits him as well to, to stay on for a season and then see what his options are. But, um, yeah, I'd be keen to keep him. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder if there was ever a conversation about him running down his contact. And it's, I know it's not the, the sensible thing you do, and you can do it with every player, but is there maybe a, 
a bit of a sentiment behind it. Whereas if you help us get to, you know, winning the league, get help us get into the Champions League, you know, we'll 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 let you stay for that season and go. Um, yeah. I mean, thank you. If he stays to help us into the Champions League proper, then that's worth what thirty million. How much would you get for Cronin Gross and twenty million? I don't know. Like, does it balance itself out? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. It's probably maybe just a a reward. You know, it's a reward for him to say, "On you go, go and get yourself a big signing on for you the next place." But um, just see us, see us all right, and we'll see you all right. Sort of thing. I I would have. Regardless of how it, it, it went, I would have no ill feeling towards Conor Golson. Um, even if it was a case that he just sees out the last year, his contract, or if he was to no sign of contact and move for one last crack at the Premiership this transfer window, I don't have any ill feeling towards him after the last couple of years, and especially last season. Um, he's... He's one of the key players who led us to 55, so that's it's always got to hold a lot of weight for me. Yeah, I think he was player of the year for most people, wasn't he? It was, um, yeah, outstanding performance. Are we covered? If he did, if he was to leave next week, are we covered? I think we might be. I think we've got enough at, at the back. Katic, Halanda, Simpson's coming through. Um, <laughs> Would you want a replacement? Well, I I think you've got Balogun, Hollander, Katic. Um, I was always a fan of George Edmonds, and I see him going out and loan. But I think Simpson um, absolutely splits opinion. I think well, the majority of people do agree that Simpson is a project player. But it's kind of two camps. Oh, we need him time. He will come good. Come good, sorry. The other camp is he's never going to come good. Um, Craig McAdam um, of, of this parish, he's very much in the get him in the bin camp. But I think it's really harsh. Um, I think he, he, was, he was never signed to be a regular first team player straight away. I think we do need to give him a bit of time. So, replace Goldson if. Would you replace Colton if he yes. if if lost him last next week? Aye, we the likes of anybody that goes for the first eleven would replace him. That's um I'm dead keen on that. I, I kinda agree with you. We I don't think we need to add too many. Maybe there's an argument if we if we do get to the Champions League, um you maybe want to add a wee bit more quality in certain areas, but I think right now it's anybody that goes out and replace them, other than that I'm happy. We qualify as well, we attract a higher calibre player, didn't you? Automatically, you're going to get a higher calibre player because you're saying, you've got to play in the Champions League, come to us. And just on the Champions League qualifiers then, so Malmo played Helsinki yesterday. Malmo won 2-1, um, 2-1 at home. Um, obviously, the away goal rule is no longer a thing, so it's, you know, Malmo are going in favourites. I think they were always favourites for the tie. Um See the prospect of hearing the Champions League music again at Full House um, at Ibrox the 10th of August. Um, we'll be back, hopefully, if the roadmap stays as is. Well, that's according to Rangers. I, was, I don't know how that works. You know, They've just put that in that statement that they said, you know, we'll have a full house by the 10th of August. And I just, 
I, I so hope that's the case. You know, I, I said that at the end of last season as well. That I thought by this point we would have full full um, full capacity stadiums. I just feel that they're going to just throw a spanner in the works and just try and hold it somehow. You know, it's just. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, if we can get what I feel, that'll be again to hear that Champions League music and stadium. Everybody doing the bouncy, doesn't need to get a feeling as so. I know. But uh, you're right in what you said. It, it did come for the Rangers. And with the way things have went in the last few months, you wouldn't be surprised if the SNP just read their statement and thought, no, what fucked them, half capacity. I know. Obviously, you, you would have seen on like, social media and, and all the announcements and stuff. So we've got the, the friendly against Brighton this Saturday. 8,000 people. Um, just over 24 hours later, um, the numbers allowed jump up to 12,750. Celtic playing in the same city, the same level of game, um, <laughs> friendly, allowed 17 and a half, uh, no, 18,000, sorry, more than double what Rangers are getting in the same day. I mean, <laughs> there's all the way through the pandemic, there's been questions put on the government about is that right or is that wrong, but this is just fucking nonsense, isn't it? There's no logic to it. A lot of the things have been like that. There's, you know, football aside, there's just no logic to what's going on. And it's not that, you know, well, no, it's not like the average man's not a scientist and doesn't understand it. It's, a lot of it just looks like common sense. Like how, how is this not possible when you're seeing stadiums full, you know, in London, 300 miles away, Wembley's absolutely packed, Wimbledon's packed. People are sitting side by side, and and yet we 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 kind of seem to manage to get a football game on with a decent crowd. It, it, it's just bizarre, you know. You try and think about it and say, well, what is the what, what is it? It's not today we're sitting next to each other. Is it today we're being in the concourses? Is it today we you know travelling to the games? What is the issue? And there's there's no there's no sort of logic or or real evidence to point you towards why they're doing it but yeah that's just ridiculous between 24 hours that they can get so many in their stadium and we can it's yeah there must be some dark hearts behind uh, behind the scenes that prevent us I'm convinced it's just a fucking dartboard you know many of us were in that game right okay how many darts can you hit uh, round it up it's Fucking bizarre. The thing as well, it's like, okay, we'll let you have 2,000 uh, 2, fans in, that's your that's your limit, but you can apply to have more. It's like, <laughs> what's, what's the point of that? Just give, what is the limit? Just give us the full limit and then we'll we'll make we'll make that work. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Nonsense. I hopefully not too long before we've got a, a full Ibrox. Right, so right now the plans are 17,000 um, are expected to be in the opening game. Uh, Livingston, um, which is, Christ, that's a week on Saturday, the 31st. Um, they'll, we're expecting, we're hopeful for full capacity and on the 10th of August. Um, I think all parties are hopeful for full capacity for the from the 29th of August. Flag Day has been moved to the 18th of September against Motherwell, Graham. Um, I think that was the right thing to do. Um Obviously, traditionally, it's the first home game of the season. You fly the flag, but to give as big a chance as possible for 
full capacity and for as many fans as possible to see that. I think that was the right thing by the club, the right move. Ah, definitely. Agreed. Aye. Obviously, um, the question is, well, why not against Celtic um, on the 29th of August? I think Police Scotland were consulted, so I think that'll tell you why the flagger will be flung there, but I'm sure we can take it in. I mean, you all take your flags, I'll take my bucket hat and get it right up them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. On the subject of having a chuckle and getting the right up Celtic, um, <laughs> don't want to spend too much time on them, but they're, they'll always be our biggest competitors for the league. Um, is there much worrying you coming for that end? Absolutely not. You see, they still get barcasts and goals. <laughs> Did you not see the goal they conceded the other day? <laughs> Bob went through his horns. I don't know how he's managed that. Oh, it's fantastic! How he extended elbows? <laughs> no, it's fantastic. They're, um, they're, um, they're a shambles. They're an absolute shambles. The whole thing has been a shambles. Um, aye, the appointment of that manager just seems so odd. Kennedy's still there. Strachan's still there. It's. That's fantastic to be watching it. That has been my entertainment, to be honest. There's not been much Rangers news that I need to been watching it, been getting on the follow follow and looking at the forums and stuff like that. And you know, you there's a few f- threads about like harping back to the old days and I, re- I like reading threads like that, people's memories of the old games and things like that. But in terms of live entertainment or up to date entertainment, it's all came for Park Kid. It's been aye, that's where all the entertainments came for. How's Turned them down. This new guy's come in, um, and they just seem a sham. New players that are getting signed. They've just when you see that the squad was getting announced for Europe and things like that. Where are all the players? Where? How have they no get players in the door yet? But aye, that's been my entertainment. I've had a very good laugh at them. I, I love their commitment to time getting see all the shit we went through of nonsense for like seven eight years. And like I, I, I will always say that I, I held on hope longer than most that things were going to be okay by with that regime. But see, when we had the gazebo <laughs> for the AGM, that's when I was like, no, nah, <laughs> even I can't, I can't even get a glimmer of hope for this. So all that, all that shit we had over seven, eight years, they're trying to just fit it. They're trying to break the record for how much nonsense they can put in. Um, all the shambles last season, how knocking them back. Um, <laughs> the manager can have to apply for a special, um, special yeah. license again because he, he doesn't have his right badges. Um, I mean, it's very, it's very easy to make a um, a nonce joke about Celtic and Lee Griffiths. That's why I'm going to make it. I mean, he's the right club for for Celtic. No, um, the biggest thing with the Lee Griffiths stuff. Um, and Nadie's Nadie's real picked up on. See, when he was requesting forties, um, uh, whoever it was, he didn't actually ask the question. He just sent the camera emoji, and that confirms my long-standing suspicion he does not have a grasp of the English language. <laughs> just using pictures. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking caveman. But then he's still on the bench. Um, it's it's just one fast after another, and. I, I don't. I don't want Rangers to ever get complacent in the management of the players. But as fans, we are allowed to have a look over them. Like, they fucking no chance, surely. 
I just can't see them challenging at all. I think I think they've got hearts in the first game, and then I think they're in for a bit of a shock. To be honest, I think we could really open up a gap early doors, and they'll be, they'll find it so hard to recover for that. You know, um, I think they might already be conceding it. You know, I think they might already be saying this is a rebuild season. But what they're doing doesn't look anything like a rebuild. And the onus is on Rangers to, you know, take advantage of that and keep momentum. Is it's always about what Rangers do, um, regardless. Um, and we're laughing and joking, but the, I've no suspicion, I've no concern that the the management team or the players are going to down tools or be complacent. I think we are still in the ascendancy, um, and every. You know, every football club at some point goes through the kind of stale season or the, you know, the, the loop or whatever. I think we are still in the up. Um, so I think Rangers just do what they do and do it well, then absolutely no bother this season. No, I agree. No, I think we're just going to continue to build and that is important. You're right. See about this, looking at the city and looking at your shoulder. No, we don't. We just, we keep going and we welcome the chase. Yeah. Yeah, Aye, the, the players need to do that. I, I'm going to wholeheartedly keep an eye on what's happening and um, use that as my, my my entertainment for the for the coming weeks. Um, but I don't want Tavernier doing that. It's okay for me to do it, no Tav. <laughs> he just has to focus on his new midfield rule that we've gave him. Aye. Um, I will, last time we'll come to you then, um, the Rangers B team, this is the first time ever that the Rangers being a Celtic B have been allowed um, to compete in the Warland League. So the Rangers B team, they'll be playing their games in uh, in Dumbarton Stadium. Um, it seems a fucking take away, but Dumbarton, but there we go. Um, a trek um, for where? For Aye. It's across the bridge, not sure. Across what bridge? The Kingston Bridge. Not the Kingston Bridge, the Erskine Bridge. Aye, the Ersin Bridge is a take away for me. And I need ah, to go Get yourself up there. Correct me, Stephen. Climb the rock and you look down. I know why you why you just wanted to get that sentence in. Coming back for um, when we both played for Newlands, um, it was a, a, a played away in the Scottish Cup or whatever, driving over <laughs> driving over <laughs> the 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 Ersin Bridge. <laughs> I'm in the back seat with Graham and it's just it, it, you didn't even announce the MD, we just heard you whispering yourself, Oh what a fucking bridge, man. Favourite bridge. That's <laughs> my favourite bridge. Of all the bridges I've ever been on, Erskine Bridge is my favourite. You can look to the right and you can see Glasgow. Look to the left and you can see the uh, the wilderness of Loch Lomond and aye, my favourite bridge of all time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yourself the Erskine Bridge. Enjoy the scenery and then get yourself up to Dumbarton. Climb the rock and you'll have a great view, a, a bird's eye view of the game. Brilliant. And it, it may be something I'll actually take up uh, this season because they've, they've made a cracking start. Uh, first game at home to Bonesh United, they won 2-0. Then they went away to Spartans and won 2-0 as well. Um, great to see it's a, it's a really good start, but it, it's good. I think the biggest thing with this is it's good to see a different option for um, the, the the young players. Obviously, there's for for years and years, um, 
Rangers have kind of neglected the the young players. We've no, got nowhere near enough through the academy than what we should have. But it's been kind of one size fits all. Everybody either makes it there and then, or goes out and loan. It's just to see that you've got the option of maybe going out and loan to the lower division, building up like a Stephen Kelly, for example, or mm-hmm. playing your trade in the lower league. You know, not the most technical technical leagues, obviously, but playing against seasoned semi-professionals, real men, and having to learn that side of the game. Like guys that have dropped for the professionals as well. You know, the guys that have dropped for the professional league doing into this this lower league. Um, so it will be a challenge for them, but. Nice, let's see how they get on. I don't recognise a lot of the players. They must have graduated quite a lot for the academy. I don't I don't recognise a lot of the player names. I know eighteen year olds. Um so again that's 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 a massive jump. You've got boys like Charlie Lindsay, who I'm sure is only seventeen, and um, Robbie Ewell, uh, I think he's maybe eighteen, nineteen, but it's it, it's it's younger players who who are technically gifted. Who are having to jump up to this, um, you know, this physical challenge? Yeah, I could on them. It's a, obviously it's a trial season, and it? it's just a one season only, and then we'll see where we go. But I know there was an SPL vote recently, and we've been knocked back for coming into the SPFL. So if we are, it's going to have to be the the Lowland League for a while now. So, but uh, that is the it's got to be the route because we've not really had a reserve league for I don't know. 10, 20 years or something since we've had a reserve league. So we've not really had that opportunity to pit our youngsters against that level of player, guys that have played the game and uh, played at that level. So, yeah, let's see how it goes. Let's see. It's an experimental season. Let's see how it, how it pans out. But it's certainly a good start, as you say. A couple of good results in there already. And good on them. I think it'll be really interesting to see. So it's only initially meant to be a one-year stint in the Lowland League. Mm-hmm. It'll be really interesting to see the financial impact this has on the Lowland League clubs, and then if they if they still only want it to be one year, I've got a suspicion once they see the and Celtic will be the same that you know there'll be a lot a lot of revenue, a lot of um, a lot of ticket sales for clubs who wouldn't usually have it. That'll be a very very tough decision uh, for the board members um, in these clubs to knock back. And the towns, you know, all these wee towns are getting supporters coming along as well. So, you know, boosts the economies of these wee towns. I always thought that when we were going to Alawa and, um, you know, Greenock and we were going all over the country, Elgin, all these places, all these towns must have had a, such a economic boost before what we've done as well. And I think we were welcomed. You know, I was on a few buses over um, Scotland when I was doing the, the away trips and. You know, you could feel that. You could feel that we were welcome, and I'm sure the places like Bonus will welcome us as well. There you are. Rangers fans single-handedly doing more for the country than what what the current government have ever done. <laughs> um, so, in that note, Graham, any last uh, thoughts or anything you want to talk to the listeners about? One player who did leave um, in Buddha. I'm not sure I'm saying Dapo. Dapo in Buddha. Buddha, aye. He was a bit of one that I wanted to keep. I thought he looked promising whenever I'd seen him, but um, kind of probably in the same level or the same sort of bracket as I was putting Stephen Kelly and Kai Kennedy in. I had them grouped together and I thought they would come through, but um, he's decided to move on or we've decided to move him on one of the two, but he's, he's, he's not made the cut. Yeah. 
Nathan Youngcombs as well. There was a lot of clamour about him and a lot of fans disappointed uh, that he moved on or fancy we allowed him to move on. But I think, well, yes, there was talent there. Um, I think he did struggle to adapt to like, living in Glasgow, living away from home. And you need to remember the weight of the Rangers jersey. Um, it's, you know... Um, you know, there'll be big clubs down south. There's um, one city clubs, absolutely. Uh, one club cities, all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> the old form of, of national, you know, is it's only it's only two teams in the league, really. And it's uh, the Rangers jersey and the expectation that goes along with it. And a lot of your time, more often than not, that's what will that what will hold players back, whether it's new signings or. Or coming through the youth ranks. Yeah, and sometimes it just needs a break to get you that confidence away. Parson just took his opportunity. You know, in the first ten minutes of him appearing on a Rangers strip, he just went, Oh, he's a player. And he's just confidence has built ever since. And you know, within six months he's off to the he's off to the Euros. Aye. Exactly. Sorry, because fucking Steve Clark will only pick him. Ridiculous decision that one. No, by the way, we've not had a chance and uh, and see, have you seen that Wimmy um, that Wimmy video of don't back down, double down, don't back down, double down. <laughs> see when Steve Clark he didn't pick Nathan Patterson for Stephen O'Donnell, you know, fuck here we go, right? But then even afterwards, after the fact, when Billy Gilmore got man of the match against England, Steve Clark was asked about him. He was doubling down. He's like, oh, he's man of the match behind my wee pal Stephen Stephen yeah. O'Donnell. Yes. Aye, so it was a bit of a, it was to be expected, you know, but it's so disappointing. Like, yeah, as I said, not much you can say about it. Such a great opportunity to play a guy like that and we just, we've let it slide. And it's not that, it's not just to the players' detriment. I generally do believe it was to the team's detriment as well, the Scotland Nationals team. Definitely. Um, I don't um, make so many errors and just, Oh, he's just a big care horse, but we knew he was going to be like that. We, everybody could see it. And it's just misplaced trust that Steve Clark's got in him. It's so odd. But that was one of the disappointments. But hopefully he's learned for the experience of being at a tournament, you know, and I guess playing again or training with good players as well, I guess, in the training camp would have been a good experience for him. But um, Alex hope he kicks on as well, yeah. And let's hope the next Scotland manager gives him um, a bit more, um, a bit more leeway to go and do his thing. Because we all know once Big Ange uh, fucks off in November, um, Steve Clark will take up the the mantle with Parkhead. He isn't a placeholder in it. He's not there for long at all. Yeah, no. He doesn't want. Doesn't even look as if he wants to be there. You know, <laughs> just, he just. I've seen a few of his interviews, and he just does not seem to care. Like, I bring it on. No, but um, just um, we didn't do a Twitter part of the week, but I seen this on Twitter, so we'll we'll talk about this before we round off. Obviously, um, his post match interview, he said when they do we fucking Mitchelland the other night, he said we deserved the three points. <laughs> well, we, well, we, but I seen a Celtic fan uh, put up the clip of Stephen Gerrard talking about the lines then and try to compare it. You remember when Stephen? Ah, yeah, no, I've seen the I see, I seen it this week, but I, I didn't understand what. So I was right to be confused. There was no. 
Aye, aye, okay. Sounds like a good interview for him, like a good, a good sort of analogy that Stephen Gerrard said. The only comparison is there's people making an arse of themselves. In the first video, Big Ange has made an arse of himself. And in the second video, Stephen Gerrard makes an arse of the journalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I sometimes I'm a bit slow with these things, but I'm glad I was I was right to be confused. I didn't I couldn't understand why we were why he was pointing that out to us. Sensible thing for me. Um, you just love Gerard's uh, disdain for some of the journalists, don't you? It's, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I, thinking about a Stephen Gerard death is as good a time as any to finish up for this week. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, and, you know, this is the first week back. We'll be back every week uh, until we win 56. Um, let us know your feedback in, in the comments, uh, what you want to hear in the next coming weeks. Um, we'll pretty much wing it uh, or go with what you want to hear. Um, all we have to do is thank you, Graham Curry, for joining me. Just go on, other people. Yeah, well, we certainly are. And again, to reiterate, we're still champions. We are still champions. Thanks very much for listening. Take care.